that night, it's given me a bad rap for a long time. Centuries, actually. In fact, you guys are still throwing shade at me for it and saying stuff like, I turned away the Messiah. His parents, actually. I mean, who knew? How was I to know that this kid was the Christ? I'm not even an innkeeper. I'm a baker. I bake bread for a living. I live in Bethlehem, for goodness sakes. But it was one night to remember, that's for sure. It all happened when Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and the Roman Emperor Augustus, he ordered that everyone has to go to their hometown to be registered. It was a census. And there are basically, basically two reasons for the census. The first one is an assessment for taxes. You guys know about taxes. And the other one is to, to figure out uh, military recruits. Well, we Jews, we're exempt from serving in the Roman army. So for us, uh, the census was for tax purposes only. Bethlehem was packed. It was nuts. It was crazy. Most people were complaining. But not me. Like, it was really good for business. And it was really late when they came. And, and it's true. Like, I didn't have any room. But my place is not an inn. Like, it's a house. And granted, my house is a good bit bigger than most. But we were full. I mean, we had guests. Like, hospitality is a thing here, you know. And so, most of my guests were relatives, and our rooms were full. There's like a, a large living space that's our kitchen and our hanging out area. Like we had people sleeping in that room. The kids, they joined us in the sleeping quarters to make room up in the upper guest room. Like the guest room was full. Uh, people were sleeping everywhere. Like it was hard for me. I, I had to turn people away. Um, and that's, that's not an easy thing to do. Most of my guests were asleep. They were tired. They had been traveling. A lot of them had been traveling all day. Um, when they came to the door and when, and when they knocked, this, this couple, um, you know, he kept begging me to, to find some room. And I felt really bad. Like He kept pointing to, to uh, the woman. And, man, she was obviously in some pain. Well, you know the story. Um, she was seriously pregnant. Like, I couldn't just sh shut the door on them, but, but what was I supposed to do? Like, they were exhausted. And then I remembered the stable. It's, it's really just a room that's uh, attached to my house. It, it's like what you would call a garage. There was this guy who had come from Jericho on foot. He didn't bring an animal. And so I had an empty stall. Um, and, and that's what I offered them. Much later that night, I had been asleep for some time, um, and there was another knock at the door. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I go, I open the door, and it's a bunch of shepherds. And I'm like, guys, like, I do not have any room. And they're like, no, we're not looking for a room. They were looking for a baby. And they began to tell me this crazy story and said that angels showed up in the field and started saying, you know, don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is Bethlehem, a Savior 
the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And then they told me that like a multitude of angels came and they just started singing, glory to God in the highest, um, in the highest heaven and peace on earth, goodwill among people. And I'm thinking to myself, these guys are nuts. They've been hanging out with sheep a little bit too long. Like, who's going to be crazy enough to believe a story like that? And the Messiah in my house? Well, I told them. I said, there is a young couple here. And I said, and she is pregnant. But they looked really pitiful and, and poor. Like, there's no way uh, that, that, that they're the couple. Um, I don't know. I, I took them over there. And they were awake, and sure enough, uh, the baby had been born. And so the shepherds began to excitedly tell them the, the same story that they had told me, and I just kind of slipped away and, and, and went back to sleep. Well, the next morning, uh, I needed to let the animals out, um, and I wanted to, to bring them something to eat. And so I had bread and some dried fruit and, and um, you know, some dried fish, and some, you know, some grape juice and some water. You know, unfortunately, we didn't have coffee back then. Uh, coffee wasn't invented until the 15th century. Do y'all know that story? <sighs> yeah, like these coffee forests on the Ethiopian uh, uh, plateau. Like the story goes that that Caldi, this goat herder, uh, noticed that his goats were eating the berries from from this tree, and they got so jacked up on it that they wouldn't fall asleep at night. And so he told um, the, the, the monk at the monastery about this. Well, the monk took some of those berries and made this drink from it so that they could stay up at night for those long prayer services that they had. And that monk you know, told the other monks in the monastery, and it just, and it just uh, snowballed from there. It crossed over to the Arabian Peninsula, just you know, southeast of us here, and they started cultivating it and trading it. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I digress. I pulled up a stool after I put the food down for them. And I was curious, you know, and I said, wow, that was a crazy night, huh? And they began to tell me, like they told me their story. They told me about their, their journey uh, to Bethlehem. Uh, Nazareth is about 80 miles uh, from Bethlehem. Like, it was, a, it was a tough trip. But they told me about their own angel stories. I mean, Joseph told me about the scandal. He said, you know, about how he found out that his fiancée, Mary, was pregnant. And I'm like, yikes. And you know, he was like, yikes. But the angel comes. And the angel tells him, like, you know, God is doing this. Like, the Holy Spirit of God is making this happen. And that you don't need to be afraid to, to take Mary as your wife. Like, and when the baby comes, you're to name him Jesus. And, and this is what he said. He says, because he's going to save his people from their sins. Like, that's huge. And then Mary tells her side of the story. She said that Gabriel showed up. I'm like, the Gabriel. That is a big deal. And Gabriel told Mary, like, the same thing that God is doing this and that this baby that you're to, to name Jesus, 
like he will be called the Son of the Most High, and that God is going to give him the throne of his ancestor David. Like, you know, it was amazing stuff. Saying that he's going to be called the Son of God. I left there after my visit with them, and my head was spinning. Like, I had to go for a walk. I have a, a favorite place I like to go, you know, just to get away and, and think. And so I climbed up to the hill. It's a spot where I can, I can see the town and, you know, kind of as far as the eye can see kind of thing. And I just began to remember, um, ever since I was a little kid, I, was, I mean, I was in synagogue. The, the scrolls would be read. Um, and, and I started to remember, you know, all of the things that I'd been taught. Like then in the beginning, God you know, our ancestor Abraham, God said, I will be God to you. And there was this covenant promise that God would rescue and, and bless all of humanity through Abraham and Abraham's descendants. And, you know, the, the history of Israel, like our story gets pretty dark. There's a, a, a lot of awful things. Um, you know, uh, unfaithfulness, just kings who were bad, but God would continue to renew this covenant promise um, that, that God would, would, would bless Israel and rescue humanity you know, through a king that was coming, through the line of David, like this promised Messiah. Like it wouldn't matter how dark it got, like how bad it could be. There was always this promise of hope, this future hope. There will be a new Israel. Um, th there would be a new covenant, a new promise, a, a new kingdom. And I'm sitting there on this hill, and I'm looking down, and I, I, I'm reflecting on this story that I've just heard. It seems so crazy and hard to believe, and yet they were so sincere, like they were telling the truth. And my heart started pounding. And I remembered the Isaiah scroll where the prophet Isaiah says, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness. From this time onward and forevermore, the, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And you know, the, the scroll that I remember that really impacted me most because it really hit home was from the prophet Micah, where he says, But you, O Bethlehem, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule Israel, whose origin is of from from old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. He shall be the one of peace. And I just began to weep. As I tried to imagine the hope that was happening in that moment and realizing 
But I needed that mercy. I needed that hope. I needed that forgiveness. I needed that peace. And I imagine that you do too.